The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Transmitting from WebmasterRadio.fm World Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I want to welcome everybody to this Tuesday, July the 10th, 2012 episode of the SEO Rockstars. My name is Darren Babbitt, also known as SE Guru, joined by my co-host, Chris Boggs, the man with the plan, the guy who's in charge of all the thought leadership over at Rosetta. That's right. Yeah. Sir Boggsy. How you doing, Sir Boggsy? Doing great, Darren. Uh, happy belated birthday to you, my friend. Well, thank you very much, man. You know, just, uh, yesterday was my birthday, you know, so uh, we've been hanging out here. We're still out here in uh, the beautiful Virgin Islands, and... Uh, Spent some time with uh, the beautiful wife, and uh, my my oldest happens to be out here, so uh, hung out with him, did a little snorkeling, you know, enjoyed it. Nice. So, um, Chris, I I, I was looking a little earlier, you know, as we normally do... um, with our with our topics kind of bantering uh some of the stuff around and um you know interesting social is never uh is never a, a dull topic and its impact on um on on our everyday efforts with respect to search um what out there was piquing your interest this week my friend well, I think I thought it would be, uh, and, and thanks to uh, Brasco, George did a good job of kind of helping us dig up some ideas of things to talk about. Uh, I think that it would be good today to chat a little bit about uh, the Twitter search upgrade, um, and then uh, also some of the things going on with Google Plus and Google Plus One button, and maybe we could throw in some Facebook. Uh, one thing I did want to just pause briefly, though, uh, and uh, just quickly remember, uh, we unfortunately this week, uh, or actually on the 30th of June, lost uh, a search marketer that's pretty well known uh, within the industry, um, Ron Jones uh, from North Carolina. Uh, unfortunately, had a battle uh, with with some pretty tough and nasty cancer. Um, I saw him in uh, this spring in London. And he was uh, feeling, I could tell, sick, and he did, he did confide in me that he had cancer. I didn't realize that it was as bad as it actually was. So he uh, unfortunately passed away uh, this, this past uh, a week ago, Saturday. Uh, he did uh, leave a family of, of four, with four kids and his wife. Um, you know, this, he was a young guy. He was our age, and uh, it, it was really sad to, uh, 
you know, to lose him. A lot of people really liked him. He was one of the friendliest guys in the industry. Um, really sharp guy, too. Really kind of had honed in on the 101 idea uh, and has been writing a lot of sort of introductory and basic type of uh, um, articles for Search Engine Watch for the past few years, and he also just recently uh, released a book about keyword research called Keyword Intelligence, which uh, is an is an outstanding book around keyword intelligence. In fact, and he got a lot of a lot of help and input from other people uh, in the industry. So, um, you know, it's a sad. It was very sad for the industry. Um, he was a member. He served with me on the SEMPA board of directors. In fact, that was really. Uh, uh, one of the people that really wanted him on the board, so I was so excited when he did get a seat on the board. Uh, somebody who really gave to the industry and, uh, and you know, uh, someone that a lot of people in our industry know. So uh, everyone, hopefully, this is not the first time you're hearing it, but, uh, you know, Ron Jones has passed, and uh, hopefully you can keep him in your thoughts. And also, uh, Sempo is sending out uh, a letter uh, has sent out a letter in regards to how you could uh, donate to his family fund if you're so interested. Absolutely, and encourage everyone to get involved. You know, obviously, you know it's easy to get caught up in, in you know your own day to day, but when something like this does happen, um, you know it does you know rattle the cage, so to speak, and. Um, you know, especially when it's when it's within the industry and you know someone that you really know. So, um, you know, definitely you know look towards that information uh, being disseminated by Sempo, and um, you know see if you can't make a difference in some, some lives of some people who've been definitely affected by the loss of Ron. Uh, all right, my friend. Um, I think what we should do really quick before we dive headfirst into some of this meat, let's just step out real quick. We're going to take our first break, folks. When we come back, let's stick our head under the hood of Google+. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. to the SEO Rockstars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to sesconference.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy. 
to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. That's right. I want to welcome you back to the second edition on Tuesday, July the 10th. 2012 of the SEO Rockstars. I am joined by my co-host Chris Boggs, the Director of Thought Leadership from Rosetta. Of course, my name is Darren Babbitt. We're glad to be with you here today, folks. And uh, Chris, before uh, before we dumped off the break, um, had had mentioned diving into Google Plus when we come back. And I gotta say, there's been a lot of commotion in the in the past what couple weeks here over a lot of the changes going on at Google Plus and and they're actually pretty exciting. I kind of like it. Yeah, you know, there's the old saying that if the tree falls in the forest and no one's there, will you hear the tree? But I think that uh, people are starting to hear the tree, right? Uh, and it's funny, there's still some naysayers out there. I know we're going to talk about uh, one of Miranda's articles and uh, you know, naturally, uh, there's there's a lot of people that like to hate on Google Plus, but uh, um, you know, it's and and we'll talk about this in in a minute. But it's it's definitely here to stay, uh, and it's it's something to keep an eye on. Chris, I really like I like the look of it. You know, it's really began to morph, and um, you know, when you when you start to take a look at you know how they've begun to mash. You know all this local data up about a you know particular um, you know the knowledge graph business. Well, not only just the knowledge graph, but um, if you ask me, I, you know I kind of like the idea that it's a it's a, a a little bit of Yelp and it's a little bit of TripAdvisor and it's a little bit of Maps and it's a little bit of do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing that I think that it's better if you're going to keep it, you know, on that level, is that it's it's Yelp and TripAdvisor and Maps and all that, but it's with input from people that are in your circles, right? So, 
you know, we see all kinds of data about trusting tr strangers uh, over friends, and that's apparently what the millennials are doing, at least according to uh, some data that I saw from Bizarre Voice. Like, millennials will actually trust recommendations of strangers at 51% versus 49% from friends and family. So, uh, you know, they could be a little bit on the, on the outside of this trend, but Google Plus fits in with, you know, the ability to not only get reviews, but also to see specifically what your friends reviewed. And, and then if they're your friends or if they're people that you hate and can't stand, then you can make your decisions accordingly. Oh, well, that person who I hate likes this, so I probably won't. Therefore, I won't do it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do, you, do you see this as having um, an even farther impact on... Uh, on, on the local search business than, than initially anticipated? Well, certainly. Um, you know, I think that, it, and the big thing, too, is also on branding. Uh, you know, Knowledge Graph, we, we, can't, we can't really talk about, um, you know, Google Plus now without mentioning the Knowledge Graph. It's, it's, uh, um, I did a presentation a couple weeks ago in Ann Arbor for the uh, Semple Michigan group, and it was the first time I was able to really put this into slides. But uh, it was pretty cool when I did a, um, I did some research around um, some specific people that I knew would be in the audience, and uh, only one of them had a active Google Plus profile, and they were the only ones that had the Knowledge Graph show up there. Um, you know, when when you did a search for their brand, so uh, that that's key, right? And I think that's that's probably the highest uh, step in terms of um, from a hierarchical perspective. But the local implementation uh, implications are huge. Um, you know, especially um, when it comes to doing searches for things like uh, a hairdresser or a massage or uh, you know some some sort of personal service. Um, you know, this is going to be, I think, truly more and more affected by Google Plus um, in terms of the results that are being fed, right? And 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 it's it's also, I think, and and we're jumping around a lot of different topics on it here, but I think it's also a lot of to put in, you know, what you put into it, you'll get out of it, right? So depending on how active you are and how active your circles are, uh, especially geographically. Uh, you know, maybe I have most of my friends that are in Google Plus. They're actually they're active in New York. It's not right. going to help me as much right here in Cleveland. But uh, I think the local tie-in is certainly not something that that you can argue uh, is is, is going to be not big. Right, right, right. How many yeah, negatives I, did I use in that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, you know, I, again, I think you know, like you said, you're you're a microcosm. Um, you know, really kind of helps dictate some of that influence. But I think as, look, I look at it now and I like the direction it's going in. I Like, I like that mashup concept, and I always have. Um, you know, so, uh, and, and really, it's not like they don't have all this data, because they do, and they have the traffic to be able to drive the, the user interaction for this, no question. I think it's the it's the taking all these really great ideas and concepts, getting them matched up appropriately, and then getting them you know in front of you know the end users, um, and and you know the, the task at hand is also not not just to, to to roll it out and say okay here we go, this is this is a, this is our great new local product, but there's a, a really big educational learning curve on on behalf of the people who are out there 
driving nothing but local business, you know, as as SEM goes into Google. So, you know, there's there is a there is a learning curve here, but folks, I would say if you're on that local bandwagon, um, you ought to be pretty excited right about now. I mean, I like it. I, I don't I don't do a ton on the local side. But I, I mean, personally, I see nothing but upside, you know, now and in the imminent future. I say kudos, Google. Yeah, and, and you know, it's <clears throat> I, I've worked with some people, and I like to dabble here and there in, in, in social media and consulting around that area. And uh, I'm by no means an expert, but uh, I've been doing some testing and uh um, you know, we, we're no longer just simply recommending uh, trying to ally uh, a, a brand and, and a particular region uh, through um, through just purely using Yelp and, and, and sort of other sort of geographic signals uh, and, and, and also trying to mention or use pound symbols in, in Twitter or, or figure out ways in Facebook. But Google Plus has become a viable part of the strategy. And there, like I said before, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, sort of naysayers out there they are like, well, uh, Google Plus, you know, fastest growth in history, but it has a zero engagement rate, blah, 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 blah. To me, I don't care if no one fucking uses Google Plus, right? <laughs> the bottom line is Google is using Google Plus. Right. So if I'm trying to drive business through Google or if I'm trying to attract leads through Google or if I'm trying to provide information or reviews about the stuff that I do or, or the region that I live in through Google, Google Plus is now my number one tool. Right. And I don't think there's, there's anyone that can argue that. Right. Right. Uh, Chris, speaking of recommendations, um, moving over to the plus one button, Google's plus one. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Miranda Miller put out uh, an article over at Search Engine Watch about this. Uh, there's been an update to to the Google Plus One button, and if you have active Google Plus One buttons, uh, it's not like you've got to run out and go change your code, and get, get you know get updated code. You don't have to do that. If you had the code installed anywhere on your sites, folks, the code automatically was pushed to the update from Google. So your your active button is still a good button. They're popping up recommended pages based off that plus one. What what's your take on that? Well, I just went. Um, I just opened up my Google Plus, uh, and, and I see that um, Chris Phillips, um, who's a guy. I think I used to work with him at Razorfish. That's what he reminds me. I can't remember exactly who he is. Uh, but anyway, he posted um, another, a different article from uh, Miranda, actually. Uh, then, and, and we're actually talking about, and I'll throw a link up here in the chat room in a second for anyone that's listening live. Oh, by the way, today is July 10th, 2012, uh, since Darren forgot to say that before. Um, the, uh, so when I do it and I pull it up over the... Um, first of all, this doesn't work in Internet Explorer, as you would imagine. Uh, my other Miranda Miller article had been pulled up in IE, and I'm trying it, and it just says publicly recommend this on Google. So this is probably only working on Firefox and Chrome. Uh, and so when I go over to my Firefox um, uh, browser, it's working, and, and I pulled up this uh, Search Engine Watch article by Miranda, and I have... Um, 
a pop-up now. It says publicly recommend. This is Chris Boggs still. But now it says recommended on searchenginewatch.com. And I've got uh, three different articles uh, that have been plus threed, plus fored, and plus nined. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going to determine which articles right they should recommend from this. I don't know if it's on a sheer plus uh, percentage or if it's based on a combination of that and also my past reading habits. And it could even eventually be tied to an author, right? Let's say I mostly just read Miranda Miller stuff because she's the most awesomest writer at Search Engine Watch. Then they might end up saying uh, that you know they might only recommend the Miranda Miller stuff to me. So it'll be interesting to see sort of the algorithm that that's being used to generate this and and of course as soon as you know I start saying that uh somebody probably uh, a couple hours ago or whenever they first heard of this has probably started trying to figure out a way to game the system right it. I mean just yeah. like trying <laughs> just trying to you know game the uh, uh, google autocomplete you know <laughs> Exactly exactly Chris let me ask you this do you think there's a paid component to this in the future um, well, you know, I would think that the way that they would have to do the paid component, and obviously this is, I'm just thinking about it right now, so if it sounds like an idiot, so what? I'm sorry that I sound like an idiot, but I would think that this would be tied, tied only to, uh, like, potentially people that are using AdSense. Right. Uh, because you wouldn't want, you may, as a website owner, want to remove the, the G plus one uh, button uh, it, it, you, you may want to make that decision if they're going to start incorporating that as a place to potentially lead people to either one of your competitors or right. to another site completely, right? I mean, the whole point of this is that it's supposed to be recommending content that's on your site. So if Google's going to then come to me and say, okay, you can put your G plus one button on, and that's helping you people share it. Uh, but now, if you want to have your site have recommendations pop up, also when people wave over that, uh, you're going to have to pay us an extra X number of dollars per month. Then I would say hell no, right? Uh, but if I was someone that was running AdSense, and... Um, <laughs> You know, and 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 obviously we're going to have to see what kind of user you know user numbers grow out of this sort of expanded navigation that's popping up now on a mouse over. I I don't know what you even call it, but I'll call it that. Um, you know, we're going to have to see do people even interact with it uh, when they're mousing over, or do you know how long is it going to take for people to figure out? I mean, most of the people that are using G plus one and and, and Google plus are are pretty sophisticated uh, from that perspective, but it may take a little while for it to catch. John, and then it'll be interesting too to see from an analytics perspective how you track this, right? Um, does this, uh, does an analytics tag, then if I click to here, does it show that I just came from this prior page or does it take me through another, um, you know, another URL somewhere? Is this going to screw up stuff for me in terms of tracking? And then let's say if, you know, let's say if I'm, I'm trying to drive leads and conversions and I am tracking them, maybe using some sort of an attribution management system, um, what's it going to do for that as well, right? Is it going to throw a, a sort of a, a spoke uh, or throw a wrench into the spokes from the from the measurement perspective? I think we still need to discover that. Uh, but I think back to your original question: Does this become a paid uh, opportunity? Uh, I would right now hedge strongly against that. Um, considering there's about a, a thousand other things that Google could monetize first. Uh, that would be more user friendly than trying to figure out how to monetize this. I think. Rock on. What do you think? 
I don't know. You know, I look at it. I, I, to me, kind of, it kind of makes sense to put something um, in there from a paid perspective. Um, but you know, I, I would, I would see that not happening anytime. You know, just yet. You know, I, I would see it being like the the atypical thing that Google does: roll it out. You know, get it. Uh, you know, get it. Um, Woven into you know the the user's minds and you know make people aware of what it is, how to use it, and what have you, and then begin to influence it you know from a monetization standpoint. But you know who knows? You know this is new. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I am one thing that I did notice that I thought was interesting, real quick, uh, just before we switch to to break, is yep. is that um, the when you click on one of them, it actually opens it in a new uh, tab, which is, I think, smart, uh, and I think then especially advertiser-type sites that are making their money off CPM are going to be loving it, right? And they're going to hope that people open up tab after tab after tab because then they're getting all those uh, CPMs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break, one last final break, and uh, when we come back, a couple of changes over at Twitter. Let's see how those things impact it. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24 7.
Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. That's right, folks. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the SEO Rockstars on this Tuesday, July the 10th, 2012 edition. My name is Darren Babin of Webmaster Radio and, of course, joined by my co-host, Chris Boggs, the Director of Thought Leadership from Rosetta. And uh, as we wrap up today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the upgrades going on over at Twitter Chris, some uh, some unique changes over there. Um, the the integration of autocomplete. Oh, but you can't call it autocomplete. What are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? <laughs> Something other than autocomplete. Otherwise, Google's going to sue the hell out of Twitter. <laughs> uh, but it is. You're right. It's autocomplete, right? Uh, in fact, if I do a search right now, if I do a search for DAR. Uh, it's not happening yet for me. I guess I don't have the upgraded version yet. But I was expecting that I'd see Darren Babin as the king of the whole world or something like that as the first suggestion. Yeah. Um, if I typed in D-A-R. Uh, but, yeah, what you're talking about is um, uh, exactly that. Um, Twitter has upgraded their search functionality. Um, unfortunately, based on what I can read, uh, it's still not going to increase the amount of time or the, the, the sort of the time scale or the time span of searches. So I think to me, you know, for those of you that have searched the Twitter before, which I'm sure most people that are listening to this uh, have, um, one of the frustrating parts about it is when you do a search is that uh, the, uh, the time span of the search results tends to be kind of short. Uh, um, you know, often the only way to really save something or, you know, if, if you want to remember, if you want to go back and, and save a tweet or something like that, and it's very hard to go back and search for it because if it happened more than a day or two ago, uh, it's often you're not going to be able to find it, right, unless you actually physically used um, the, uh, the save uh, or the you know the favorite you favorited it as a tweet or you retweeted it then you can go see it in your Twitter timeline or something like that so um, I think that that's the number one issue that I have with Twitter search but uh, the it looks like that they're making some um, you know they're they're making some upgrades from the user experience perspective and what you just uh, described was uh, you know what they're adding in is is what would be called an autocomplete in Google Land which is essentially as you're typing something in Twitter is trying to figure out what you're typing in and then giving you a selection of four to five, uh, it appears. Uh, it appears as four in this uh, article that uh, Matt McGee wrote over at Search Engine Land uh, that was published uh, uh, last week, uh, it, it looks like there's four in that example, uh, and it's based on you know what you've typed in so far. I think that it'll be um, kind of a cool way to, to find out. Uh, if you're a brand especially and you've been doing some advertising uh, both online and offline, uh, it might be cool to start typing in your brand name to see how quickly you know your uh, your brand would show up and and I'm sure that just much like with autocomplete and people you know inventing all kinds of cool tricks like using mechanical Turks to ramp up the number of searches for something um, it was a classic example. I think we had Avi on the show talking about that last year. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, there's different ways that you can manipulate this, uh, you know, within Google. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, 
you know, search engine optimizers sort of kind of take a little liking to this Twitter search and, and, and try to start doing that. Um, uh, you know, how, how, what and how do you use Twitter search for normally? Are you searching for pound symbols? Or are you searching for specific hot topics? Or how do you typically use it, Darren? You know, I find myself, I don't find myself searching for um, Twitter handles, but I do find myself searching for hashtags. That's probably the top thing that I utilize Twitter search for is hashtags. Um, and then um, just a, a close second behind that is, um, you know, throwing generic keywords in there, you know, and searching based on what's going on in the day or what have you. Um, but, but for the most part, you know, I like to find, um, you know, I like to find people responding within a given trend or using a certain tag. Uh, based on something going on um, in a given time period. Um, that's usually how I use it. And I, I think the way, you know, I think the way they're tweaking the search results here, if you look at it, there, there is an extra filter, um, you know, and, and Matt highlighted this in, in, in the article. You know, when you do a search, not only is it... Um, you know, returning um, information based on the actual um, top results and you know top tweets and you know everything, but it's also putting in the the people that you follow as well. So again, this this brings in you know our our social sphere brings our social social sphere into play, just as you mentioned with respect to you know Google Plus. And our social sphere's influence on, you know, the results that's getting returned. The same thing is happening here with this filter over at Twitter. Um, and you know, again, folks, I think you know, as you search and as you use it, you have the ability to, um, you know, use these filters or not. Um, but I would, I would play with them, you know, as as some of the, some of this. Um, as some of the new features actually get rolled out and pushed down to um, to the mobile platforms and what have you, I would say you know give this stuff a try and see see what the impact is um, with respect to the types of results that you're getting back um, within your social sphere and whether or not that's a, a a local influence or whether or not you're like a lot of us and you have you know um, friends from all over the place. <laughs> And whether they be friends or right. acquaintances, those acquaintances, believe it or not, by virtue of being in in your friend stream, I'll, I'll just call it that for lack of better words here, by virtue of them being in there, whether you really know them or not, their influence on on your results is going to be there. So I would I would play with those filters a little bit just to see the kind of, of results that are coming back. Uh, also, to note, um, other upgrades, they've, um, they've added spelling corrections for misspelled terms, related suggestions, uh, real names, and usernames in search results. So be aware of that, folks. Uh, a lot of changes That's there. That's good. And yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead. I think that's big. And I, I like the people you follow on, too. Uh, you know, you mentioned in the stream, hopefully that's going to be mostly like a stream of beer versus a stream of urine. Uh, <laughs> you know, cause if it's a urine stream, that's going to be bad returns, right? And then you could almost kind of analogize that uh, depending on who they are, and you might end up uh, following less people depending on some of your searches. I also agree with you that... Um, um, you know, I, I like to search for sort of hot topics, like, for example, after the U.S. Open, when Johnny Miller was being such a D-bag um, and, and, and basically being sounding like he's the only person in the world that's good at golf. Uh, it was amazing. I went to check to see if, if other people shared my opinion about Johnny Miller, and there was hundreds and hundreds of tweets calling him a D-bag. I hate you, Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller on puppies, they're overrated, really, and they provide no value beyond eventual security whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. It's fun to share, you know, and you can immediately get your point out. You think about Johnny Miller, you don't like him. You can quickly find a couple other tweets and share them out there, right? So I think that that's one way that people use it. I do, I think it's important, and and, and, and the, the idea to be able to find the people is really good. And, and that's been sometimes one of the ways that I've used Twitter search as well is, oh, I can't remember this person's Twitter handle. Let me type his or her name, or let me type what I think the Twitter yeah. handle is. And typically they do a pretty good job of coming up with that. But now yeah. having these suggestions, uh, you know, it's the yep. next step. It's an evolution, yep. and I think it will probably help us out. Absolutely. I think Twitter search just got better, in, in my opinion. Yay. Rock on. And uh, I'm getting I'm getting a red flag, believe it or not. It, it's, it's that time again. I mean, Chris, you sing, my time flies when we're having fun. Um, Folks, I, I definitely want to give a big shout-out to all of our Twitter followers, speaking of, and, of course, all of our followers over on Facebook. Uh, if you aren't following us on Facebook, you should, facebook.com forward slash SEO Rockstars. Uh, the same with Twitter, twitter.com slash SEO Rockstars. Make sure you go follow us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. By all means, send us your feedback. Uh, we'd be happy to tackle any sort of subject or topic that is near and dear to your heart. Of course, as long as it's search-related. Make sure you send that over. You can always get in touch with us with any of our social profiles. Uh, and, of course, a little friendly reminder, make sure you go on over and check out Majestic SEO. My friend over there, Dixon, uh, he, could use, he could use a little loving. MajesticSEO.com. Oh, and by the way, Chris, uh, I imagine we're going to be seeing you here in uh, in about a, a week. What is it? A month? A month and a week from now? We're going to see you out in San Fran. Seeing you where? Are you in San Fran? Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. there. Looking forward Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Absolutely, folks. Webmaster Radio will be bringing once again to San Francisco's Search Bash. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. You hear the crowd roaring in the background. Um, searchbash.com, make sure you go check it out. We've got a brand new website that we are about to launch for Searchbash. So um, keep your eye out because once that launches here in the next few days, the registration forms for Searchbash on August the 14th at Club 1015 will be open. Um, and encourage you to get on over there and get signed up for that. Folks, that is going to do it for Chris and myself. A big goodbye. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week right here on the SEO Rockstars. Have a great one, folks.